God has made me laugh. The lectionary portion this week may be considered the Hebrew Bible equivalent of the Christmas story. Like that later story, this one begins with an announcement, then eventually to fulfillment. Unlike the Christmas story, however, this one takes not months, not even years, but decades to unfold. If the Christmas story is a movie, the birth of Isaac is like a never-ending soap opera. In this story, a child is born who, as Walter Brueggemann writes, is the fulfillment of all the promises, the resolution of all the anguish. Today's lection drops us smack in the middle of the tale. <clears throat> Before we get to this passage in Genesis 18, we must remember how in Genesis 12, God promised Abram and Sarai three things. One, Abram would have land. Two, he would become a great nation. And three, he would be blessed to be a blessing to others. A child obviously helps fulfill the second promise. But the years went by and still they remained childless and they grew old. Later in Genesis 15, God renewed the promise to Abram. God took Abram outside and had him look up into the starry sky and said, look toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to count them, so shall your descendants be. Still the years went by and they remained childless and they grew older. In Genesis 16, Sarai grew tired of waiting for this um, impossible, unbelievable child. She turned and said, instead to forced surrogacy by Hagar. Genesis 16, 2 says, Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. And some months later, when Abram was 86, Ishmael was born. But the covenant God made wasn't only with Abram. It was with Sarai too. And this child's birth did not satisfy God's promise to her. So the years went by and Sarai remained childless and they grew older. In Genesis 17, God appeared yet again to Abram and repeated the promise, but something new happened this time. God changed Abram's name to Abraham. Quote, for I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations, end quote. Later in verse 16, God made it clear that Sarai was part of the covenant too. Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. Sarai is 89 years old at this point. Abraham reacted by laughing so hard he fell on his face. Then he asked God not to keep that promise, saying Ishmael was enough for him. Rather, he simply asked God to let Ishmael live. Now we come to today's text. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre, and as, as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day, he looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves. And after that, you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said, Make, make quickly ready three measures of choice flour, knead it, and make it into cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to his servant, who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. 
and he stood by them while they ate. Upon seeing and greeting the men, Abraham instructs Sarah to make them some food, that is, some bread, and tells his slave to butcher a calf. Then Abraham collects all of the food the others had made and gives it to them and stands under the tree while they eat. And after they had eaten their fill, they begin to make conversation. Where is your wife, Sarah? They said. There, in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife, Sarah, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, Oh, yes, you did laugh. The promise repeated by the men is not a new promise, which likely made it harder to believe. I imagine after all these years, Sarah being now nearly 90, the promise felt more like a cruel joke. I imagine that were I, Abraham, or Sarah, I would have laughed too. While Abraham laughed out loud at God in chapter 18, this text says Sarah laughed to herself, or in the Hebrew, laughed inwardly or in her guts. <laughs> Sarah's verbal response puts quite a fine point on things. She calls both her husband and herself Zakain, very old. God demands that Abraham account for that laughter of Sarah, even though he, Abraham, is never called to account for his own the chapter before. Sarah denies laughing because she was afraid and seemingly with good reason because she gets chewed out by Abraham, though we do not know why. The lingering question at the end of this section of text is, is anything too wonderful for the Lord? After years, even decades of God's unkept promise, Sarah must have thought that to hope again, to believe again, would be absurd and verging on dangerous to her heart. Clearly, this is one thing both she and Abraham think is too wonderful for the Lord. The text emphasizes her laughter, though, tzadach in Hebrew, which occurs four times between verses 12 and 15. Sarah now disappears from the narrative for a couple of chapters, but when she returns, there is a surprising turn of events. The Lord dealt with Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to his son, whom Sarah bore him. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born. Now Sarah said, God has brought laughter to me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, Who would ever have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. In these seven verses, we see the fulfillment of promises made in Genesis 12, and again in 15, and then in 17, and in chapter 18. The covenant God made with Abraham and Sarah become, begins to come into fruition with the life of Isaac. 
after her laughter, Tzachach, God gives Yitzach, named laughter, to Sarah. Notice the play on words here. When God renewed the promise in chapter 17, Abraham laughed. When God re-renewed the promise in chapter 18, Sarah laughed. When laughter was born to the couple, I imagine God laughed. In this season of deep difficulty and unrest, I am reminded of that which hardship can birth. God's promise of fruitfulness endures, even in the midst of life's goings on. And while we may laugh in derision or in incredulity like Abram and Sarah, we may also laugh in solidarity and in joy as they do after Isaac's birth. Laughter is the natural counterbalance to tears, Will Gaffney writes, or put more colloquially, laughter is carbonated holiness writes Anne Lamott. Laughter in the midst of struggle is not mere spiritual bypassing. It is recognition that, come what may, the promises of God are reliable, if not in the short arc of our lives, then in the long arc of history. When we experience the, when we experience the promises of God made manifest, of course it makes sense that we would laugh. What else are we to do when something wonderful beyond belief happens? At the end of today's text, Sarah proclaims, God has made me laugh and all who hear will laugh with me. May we be among those who hear in the laughter of a mother the promise of God. May carbonated holiness bubble up in our souls at the goodness of the one who sees beyond what we see. And may we labor to bring God's promises to bear in such a way that joyful laughter is the only natural response to that goodness. Amen.